Star Wars Geek Girls. They're geek girls that like Star Wars. And sometimes cry. Hi, it's Zoe from Star Wars Geek Girl, and I'm here with Lizzie. Hello. And we're going to talk about Star Wars. Hi, it's Zoe, and I'm here with Mary Franklin. Hello, Zoe. How are you? I'm good. Um, we're very honored to have you on the show. Oh, that's very nice. I'm excited to be here. I've heard so much about your podcast and, um, and what great fans you are of Star Wars. Thank you so much. Um, I'm glad that we finally got you on here. Um, so, so are you going to Celebration this year? You know, I've been going back and forth about that. Um, for those of your listeners who don't know, I worked on Star Wars Celebration for 18 years, from 2001 until just this February. And um, it's really like my baby. It's really, you know, I feel very attached to that show. And um, I, I have a new job. I'm a head of events at Crunchyroll in San Francisco, the anime um, the anime streaming company. And I, I, I just don't know. This year it might be too hard. I might, I might be too emotional if I go to the show. I'm thinking about it. But uh, for sure, for sure the next Star Wars celebration. You know, I, I'm sure I'll be, I'll be emotionally ready to go then. So it, it feels different now that you're not working with Reed Pop anymore? Yeah, you know. Right on Star Wars Celebration now to not be working on it and to go to the show, it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's been hard to be separated from it in my day-to-day life. I seem to think of it every day for the last 18 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so they did skip a year, too. Um, so this is like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so it's in Chicago this year, which was surprising to a lot of people because I don't think it's ever been in Chicago. So when you were like with Reed Pop and working on Celebration, did you was like, did Chicago ever like come up or? Yeah, you know, we over the years, we looked at this um, McCormick Convention Center in Chicago a few times um, to think about it for Star Wars Celebration. The celebrations I worked on in 2002 and 2005 were in Indianapolis, Indiana. And the Midwest um, gives such a... The Midwest obviously has really passionate Star Wars fans, and and there are so many people who live driving distance both to Indianapolis and to Chicago. So it it had been considered before as well. Um, So... You know, obviously being to a lot of celebrations, um, what would you say is your consistently like your favorite part of it every year? Oh, okay. There's a bunch of things, um, <laughs> but it's it, it, broadly, it's always the the fan produced things, like the things that the fans make, like the the fans make the amazing life-size props that are on the show floor that I love those. I love the droid builders room. I love that the droid builders made droid obstacle course and droid demolition derby. 
Um, and I, I love like the different classes in Star Wars University that the, the fans put together about you know, a lot of different topics they're passionate about. Um, and I, I love the running of the Wilro Hoods. <laughs> So you've also probably seen a lot of costumes. So what would you say, if you can remember, what would you say is like the one that sticks out in your mind, like your favorite? Oh, all the good Bosks. <laughs> Bosk is my favorite character. <laughs> and is there a particular year that you would say was maybe like your favorite celebration for whatever reason? Oh, I don't think so because I, I really... It, yeah, that you say you can't pick your favorite child. I really <laughs> do love them all. I really do. I, I love that we've gone to different locations um, with Star Wars Celebration. Um, yeah, I can pick, like, one, a lot of wonderful moments, but not just one show. All right. Um, so what is, what's a good moment or favorite memory you have, maybe, you could share? Um, well, the first the first time that George Lucas came to Star Wars Celebration was in Indianapolis, one of the those first ones, and um, and he came in 2005 for Episode Three Celebration, and he um, just. I mean, obviously, he knew that there were a lot of fans of Star Wars, but I I just that warm reception, how the fans were so excited to see him, how they waited outside in the snow <laughs> the night before <laughs> until we got them inside, you know, to see him. I just, it, it was memorable because it, it, he's, my impression of him anyway was always that he was a pretty humble guy and to see so many people love his creation so much, I think, I think was, I don't I, I, I think was pretty moving. It was moving for me anyway to see the fans' reaction to him. Um, the one night in um, Anaheim, when we did Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim in 2015, we did the fan mixer with DJ Elliott out in the boulevard between the hotels outdoors in front of Anaheim Convention Center. That was an especially good party. Everyone was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I just love seeing the fans. They're so happy and celebrating being together and all being Star Wars fans. That that was a standout moment. Um, also, driving my own droid in the Demolition Derby, that was pretty exciting, too. Um, so speaking of droids, what, what droid did you drive, or was it just like a custom droid? It was it was like a, a mouse droid. Oh, okay. But it had, it had like, they, they were genius, because the droid builders are genius, and they built, like, kind of bumpers and things on it that would fall off <laughs> if they hit something else. But it was like a, it was really, like, I, for years I've been saying, why don't you guys do, like, a droid demolition derby? And, and they, you know, I'm sure they were thinking, these cost us thousands of hours and dollars to build like why do demolition derby. But they did. They of course they always figure it out and they figured it out and they did these little exploding mouse droids that you could put back together again and, and go back into the next heat of the demo der demo derby again. Oh that I wish I would have gotten to see that. That sounds really funny. Um, well I think they're gonna do it this year again at Chicago. 
Oh, really? I'll, I definitely mm-hmm. need to see that then, because that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so since you, you know, started working on Celebration versus now, or the last Celebration, which was Orlando, what would, has you, like, how would you say it's evolved? Between 2017 and 2019? Or from when you started uh, working oh, with the Celebration. Very beginning. Yeah, from the beginning until the last one you went to. One. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, oh, let's see. Oh, it's so much. Well, just one thing, they've gotten a lot bigger. They were, they're always pretty big, but they've gotten just um, much, much bigger. Um, the the quality of the content from all directions has really gone up. The fans who create content, like it's gotten better and better and better over the years. It's just like the highlight of the show. And then of course the big, um, the big studio panels, the big first looks at the next movies have just gotten more spectacular every time. And that, um, 2002, we were thrilled to get to show um, a six-minute clip that was Attack of the Clones. And that was the first look on the fans, of course. We just lined up and we just played it over and over and over. And, and Rick McCallum, the producer, was there. It was really exciting. And um, But then you know, that was awesome. We had this that. But then you go to that studio panel in Orlando where they had Harrison and George and Mark and uh, then the curtain opens and there's John Williams in the orchestra. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> when we started, we never could have imagined something so huge at the show. You know, it's just, and it's this, it's because Lucasfilm supports the show so much. It's like, they're, like we always called it, their love letter to Star Wars fans. And that they, they, they just keep coming up with the best stuff to share. Um, that's, that all sounds, you know, having, you know, going, because, you know, going from what you said, like, because it got bigger going from, you know, the six-minute clip to having, you know, Mark Hamill. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. So... You've worked for, and I mean, this is just one dino, like, you've worked for Lucasfilm and Read Pop and now Crunchyroll. So how would you say all those places, like, working for them and, you know, coordinating things for them is, how would you say they're all different? Hmm. Different. Let's see. Well, the, the first, like, most, I guess the most obvious thing that's different is, you know, Lucasfilm is all about the Lucasfilm product properties, particularly Star Wars. Um, Read Pop has got, you know, the packs, the video game shows, and Comic-Cons. So um, the Comic-Cons all over the world. So that um, that is a great thing to dive into. And now I'm at the uh, anime studio. So yeah. great variety. <laughs> yeah. Um, so going to more just Star Wars questions in general. Um, so how did you first like get into Star Wars? Um, from watching A New Hope before it was called A New Hope. 
from watching Star Wars in the 1977. Yeah, how old were you then, if you don't mind me asking? Were you here? Like, we had never seen anything like that before. And I, I went with some friends and came out in the parking lot and said, let's go do that again. <laughs> Turn around and watch that again. And uh, it was, uh, yeah, it, it was memorable. It, it um, had a profound effect on a lot of my young life. See, it's crazy to me whenever people talk about seeing Star Wars, like, A New Hope for the first time, because I feel like every single time I've heard someone talk about it, they always say the same thing about how it blew their mind, and they'd never seen anything like mm-hmm. it, and they loved it. Because yep. you'd think, true. just statistically, you'd get one person who's like, it was okay, but you never hear that, and that just is amazing to me. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and at the time, you know, we didn't have home video and so going to see a movie in a theater was a very different experience and also that eventually the movie will go out of the theater and that that's your last chance to see it unless it ever got on horrible tv runs with commercials in it but (laughs) you know just that (laughs) it was so exciting to see a good movie in a theater and I have to ask you this. Um, did you see the holiday special when it first came out? Oh, yes. I, yes. <laughs> I was devastated. You Really? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> was, well, you know, I think I was, I was hoping, you know, I was a kid. I was hoping for something that was like a Star Wars movie, like Star Wars, but no. It wasn't really. <laughs> See, because my dad said he saw it when he came out, and he said he liked it when he was a kid, but then, you know, we rewatched it, and he was like, well, this is interesting. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> just funny to me. Um, so you've mm-hmm. already said that Bosk is your favorite Star Wars character. Yes. And can I ask, why that is because he is um unapologetically badass (laughs) you know like most of the bounty hunters they like to try to look mysterious or maybe they're dangerous or maybe not but Buck is just like yeah I am the Trandoshan that's going to take you out. <laughs> so if, you know, if you were to hear, like, maybe on the new Disney Plus that there was going to be, like, a Bosque, like, show, you would be all about that. Yep. Yep, I would. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would. <laughs> um, so, so he's your favorite, but... Is there a, maybe a different character who you would say you really like, a different Star Wars character who you feel like you really connect with the most? Um, oh, yeah. it's Well, Han Solo for a long, long time. Um, I loved way back, you know, in those early days, the Han Solo books by Brian Daly. And that really helped make him a favorite character. And then um, recently the cast, pretty much the entire ensemble cast of Rogue One. Just love Rogue One. 
Can I ask how you like how you connect to the Rogue One cast? Well, it just it just seemed I was gonna say so real life. I mean, not my life. I'm not <laughs> going out like getting Death Star plans, but um, just so like such an impossible thing to do, but just they just kept going and you know it was a sad ending but it, it was just you know just not glamorized at all just like really good gritty mostly not force users you know people out trying to do the right thing so uh jumping off of that a little bit um you I'm assuming you've heard of Galaxy's Edge, the Star Wars park. Yeah. So, will you, are you planning on when it's, you know, finished and everything? Are you planning on going there at all? Oh, yeah, I'll go for sure. <laughs> what, <laughs> I, probably not opening weekend. <laughs> it's probably going to be too crazy. But, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what, are you, what, what are you most excited about? Because they just unveiled a whole bunch of stuff about it. And so what piqued your interest the most? I'll tell you that first shot I saw of that real size falcon, what almost moved me to tears. That was so wonderful. So you're gonna love that falcon ride, then I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm sure I will. <laughs> um, so falcon question. Do you? I'm assuming you like the old beat up falcon, but what are your thoughts on you know? the pre-Solo Falcon that was in the movie Solo. Oh, I loved it. And I really loved it that, um, oh, and Falcon fans are going to have such a great surprise at Star Wars Celebration in Chicago. I'm a Falcon fan. And, um, but I, I loved it. And I thought, um, I, I was really glad that Han went back at the end and, and really won it won the Falcon from Lando. Like, really <laughs> got it. <laughs> that, that really made me happy. Um, so, Solo, what would you say your favorite moment from Solo was? Because I love that movie. It sounds like you enjoyed it, too. So I did. <sighs> oh, there's a lot. But, you know, just that last Sabic <laughs> scene, that final scene playing Sabak with Lando, that was, that was great. That, was, there was a lot of great moments. But I, I just love that. It was seemed so true to both characters that I have known for a long, long time. Um, and then, uh, so, speaking of movies, what, obviously, I need to ask what your favorite Star Wars movie is. Empire Strikes Back, close second Rogue One. See, Empire Strikes Back seems to be a popular answer to that. Why? Why do you think that is? Um, I, I, I loved the first one, obviously, um, the, the first Star Wars movie. And when I went to see Empire, it's like when the characters that I liked and enjoyed in the first movie um in empire they just became so real so multi-dimensional like i was so interested and again you know not a happy ending 
um, like, you know, there's more to come. It, it just, it got so much more complex, the characters, than they had been before. And so can I ask, um, maybe, I guess, what's your favorite of the animated series? Because we have three of those now, Clone Wars, Rebels, and Resistance. And so which would you say is your favorite? You know, it's like... I t- between Clone Wars and Rebels, I think. Clone Wars, you know, it, it, there's so much history there. Like, we've developed, we've gone along with so many characters for such a long time there. I think that um, maybe Clone Wars edges out Rebels, yeah. Yeah. See, for me, I, like, grew up with Clone Wars, but then I also love Rebels so much, so I'm always, like, it's hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And so... The Disney Plus streaming service will be coming out in uh, the fall, which I mentioned earlier. And so we're going to get, obviously, Clone Wars saved and the Mandalorian and the Cassian Andor series. And so mm-hmm. which of those are you? do you feel like you're the most excited for? Um, oh, man, I don't know, because I love, I love Cassian. So I was really <laughs> excited about that. But when I saw that Oberyn from Game of Thrones was going to be the Mandalorian, I said, oh, <laughs> Lord, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe the Mandalorian. <laughs> um, and one thing that a lot of people are talking about with the Casting Andor series is that it has the potential to have a lot of cameos in it from characters we know and love. And so what are some characters that you would maybe like to see in this Casting Andor series? Musk, of course. <laughs> the I don't know. I mean, I just I just love characters dropping in that you don't expect. You know, like I mean, the major characters are fun, but the minor characters when they come in, you know, and you recognize them because you're a fan and you know who they are. I think that's like really fun. That's kind of like, they don't even have to say anything, but you're kind of like an inside club. But definitely Bosk in there. Something you would want. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, um, so, which, cause you know, everyone knows Cassian has his droid K2SO. And so this is just a random question, but who is, who would you feel is your favorite droid? Well, K2SO is pretty cool, but um, R2-D2 remains my favorite, and it's because, I think it's because I operated him um, for Star Wars appearances at Lucasfilm. I had an operational R2 sitting outside my office door, and when we did events, um, it was, yeah, I would run him around, you know, I would, yeah, I would operate him and I would, I would stand with the controller behind my back so people wouldn't know I was operating him and just the way people react to R2 and have conversations <laughs> with him is just, it's just so wonderful. Yeah. So Art, I'm assuming then you have plenty of pictures of R2 and you with R2. 
Yes, I do have some, yeah. <laughs> and um, so R2, you know, being your favorite and appearing pretty much everywhere, um, what mm-hmm. kind of role would you maybe want R2 to have in episode nine? Because obviously, you know, he's going to be there, so... Well, you know, he has to save the day again. He usually does, you know. (laughs) He has to make something work in order for someone to save the day, you know. But, yeah, I think think they'll need him. Saving the day. Um, Yeah, it's a good answer. You know, always use R2 saving the day. Um, Mm -hmm. Sorry, I feel like I'm jumping around, but going back to... uh, Clone Wars Saved, which is one of the Disney Plus things that will be there. Um, what are you looking forward to there? You know, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know enough about it yet. Um, so, you're just kind of going in like kind of blind, I guess, just to see? Yeah. I'm sure I'll enjoy it. But yeah, it's a good way to go into things. And um, so have you been keeping up with Resistance at all? Uh, no, that's the one I've not yet. I suppose I'll binge it or something. Yeah, I mean, the first season just ended, so you have some time before the new episodes come out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, how, how much do you know about Resistance? Um, not a lot yet. Okay. And, but you have seen both Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, so, mm-hmm. have you looked at all what the panels at this year's celebration are going to be? Um, I, you know, before, before I left Reed, I, um, helped with a lot especially the fan ones like getting getting them queued up to get selected so i know many of those are and i know yes what some of the big main panels are i've been keeping up on the news so so yes if you do end up going to the celebration what is um a panel that you would maybe try to go to well it's like just about anything on the celebration stage because they're always fantastic and anything with Dave Filoni and, and anything with Doug Chang. Uh, um, so backtracking a little bit, um, so you did work with Lucasfilm before Reed Pop and Crunchyroll. And so how did you first get like involved with Lucasfilm? And that was a long time ago. I, I used to live um, in rural Alaska, and I um, I was a big Star Wars fan, but I lived in a very ice. Hi. Sorry, the call just dropped. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, it did. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's still recording. Um, yeah, sorry. Don't know what happened. That's okay. Um, so you caught, how far did it go? It went, you're talking about female Star Wars fans, and you said you called yourself something. And then... The Star Ladies? Yes, the Star Ladies, and then that's when it dropped. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I met female Star Wars fans, um, 
I am so was so glad to find there were other female Star Wars fans out there. We called ourselves the Star Ladies. I also met other fans, and we um, had the Star Wars online fan club. There was a group of us who worked on that. We were um, yeah, we were an online community in the days before Lucasfilm had a website. We did um, trivia contests and easings, as they were called in the day, and newsletters and chat rooms, different scheduled chats, and um, then we, um, or after a few years of that, Lucasfilm um, contacted me and asked if I wanted to apply for the Star Wars Celebration coordinator job. And so that's how it all started. Yep. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Um, So the Star Ladies, was that like, can you tell me more about that? Oh, yeah. Um, we were professional women who loved Star Wars. And I think before the Internet, most of us thought there were not other professional women out there who loved Star Wars. Um, and we were so excited to find other people like us. We would get together in chat rooms and talk to each other and um, just then then we start meeting in person. And, and some of them, like one of them, Chris is my very best friend who I met through the star ladies and different ones of us. We, we meet like we met to go see when the, when the prequels came out, we met to go see the movies in, and we were all over, like we lived all kinds of different places, but we would go meet somewhere, see the movies, go to conventions together. Um, yeah, it was great. Um, and how's being like a, like a woman involved, like in star Wars, has that changed at all since you first got involved? Um, let's see. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's, there are a lot of women involved in Star Wars, so I don't know. I mean, female stars, authors, females. Um, yeah, it's great to be a female Star Wars fan. <laughs> um, would you say that, like, we have like more voices now, I guess. Oh, women have more voices now. Not enough yet, but we have more voices in many arenas. Yes. So, who is your kind of related? Who's your favorite um, female Star Wars character? Because we've obviously gotten a lot more. So, who would you say mm-hmm. is your favorite? Jen Urso. And what makes her your favorite? Um, her... <laughs> She's so tough. She's so determined and smart and how she... Um, even though she sometimes didn't want to act like it, how she could tell what was really important, what was really most important. So have you read, um, it's Rebel Rising, I believe is the book about her. Have you gotten to read that or? No, you know, I read, I read the novelization of the movie, which I loved. I I thought that was really good, but I will have to read that one. It's a good read. Um, before I forget, I do want to say that I think five or six years ago, uh, my sister and I, we would have been like 12 and 10 at the time, we wrote like a letter to you I think and you sent back like some cards and like a postcard and stuff and I still remember that I forgot to mention oh, it earlier <laughs> I just 
just remembered it now. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Good. Thank you for writing. Yeah, thank you for sending us, you know, back to all that stuff. Um, I think we still have it in here. It's, you know, up oh, here. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Um, I lost my train of thought. I just remembered that and didn't want to forget. Um, so, <laughs> so, obviously, you've met a lot of people who are really important in the Star Wars world. And who would you say, like, do you have any, like... I guess, like, funny or memorable stories about any of them? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which ones could I tell on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. This is a recent one. It's a good one. Um, I was last year working in England for Read Pop. Um, we had the, or Read Pop has the MCM Comic Con shows in England. I, I was at um, the London show, and Alan Harris, who played Bosk, was one of the guests in the autograph signing area. And after the show, I think his agent had gone, you know, the show was closed. I think his agent had gone to the finance room to get Alan's autograph signing money. And I walked by and I saw Alan just sitting there by himself. And I, I thought, oh, he looks, he looks, and he's a little lonely. So I walked <laughs> up to him and started to talk and I chatted and I just talked about the show and I talked about different things. And I didn't mention that I was a huge Bosque fan. <laughs> and, and then after a little bit, like I said, you know, I said, I, uh, I, I have to admit, like I'm a very big fan of Bosque, and I showed him some pictures on my phone of my office with all my Bosque things, <laughs> and and then he said, he said, did you work for Lucasfilm before? And I said yes, and he said, I heard of you. You're not as weird as I thought you would be. <laughs> <laughs> lovely he said it in such a lovely his lovely british accent it was so oh. polite it was just so charming <laughs> oh that is just such a nice thing to say <laughs> yeah i guess it is interesting though like to think you could play a character and then there's going to be people that just like really love that character and you know you're never going to yeah. meet him mm-hmm yeah Yes, and I was also, I was also um, humbled and, <laughs> that, and honored that he had heard of me. And I, of course, I thought it was very amusing. He thought that I would be very weird, <laughs> 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 or I, I, I was not as weird as he thought I would be. Maybe I was still a little weird. That's funny. <laughs> so. Um, Besides Bosk, who would you say your favorite like bounty hunter is? Like maybe the ones that appeared in episode five. Oh, after after Bosk. After Bosk it would be Boba Fett. Yeah. Just the, Yeah, he's cool. The bees. Yeah, well <laughs> and and then Boba Fett is a good character, but then you know, there's a lot of good stories written about him. And then just all the years of knowing Jeremy Bullock and, and his wife, Maureen, they're such lovely people. 
he just really had carried on that um carried on that character in such a great way to fans um so have you because you said there's a lot of stories that you've I'm, i'm assuming then you've read a lot of stuff from the old uh eu it's not canon anymore, but, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you have a favorite story out of any of those comics or books? Oh, yeah. Um, Han Solo at Star's End by Brian Daly. What makes that one your favorite? It's a, it's a perfect Han Solo story. It's all about, it's just, Brian Daly got Han Solo's character exactly right, as far as I'm concerned. And also, there was a character in there, this outlaw mechanic who, yeah, put the hyperdrive in the Millennium Falcon, whose name is Jessa. And when, you know, the very early days of the internet, when we were all going on AOL and we had our names, I was Jessa. Like, that. I, I used her name for my name. I thought she was really cool. That is so cool. So, you know, you read a lot of um, Han Solo stories. Uh, would you say that the Han Solo stories... You know, not just solo the movie, but the comics and books around that. Would you say they've uh, met your expectations? I guess. Yeah, you know, I just last year or the year, last year I read a Han Solo story that took place. I wish I could remember what it was called. It took place kind of in two timelines. Was it? It took um, place. Oh, I think I know. I know the it one was a new story. It was. It was the new story, and he. It was like. It was happening, and and he was. It, it was a story being told of the past. It was. It was. I really liked it. I I read that book too, and I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, and I uh, I bought another book by the same author that told um, the story of the two two rogue one former. Priests, I guess, or guardians, the guardians oh, of the wills. I'm reading that book yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, it's by the same author as that Han Solo book. Yeah. I, I really like both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think out of all the new, new books, what would you say your favorite of those is? I think the Rogue One novelization is super good. I haven't read the solo novelization yet, but... I, I thought the Rogue One novelization was exceptionally good. And and if if you're not, that's fine because I'm uh, I'm not either. But are you how like are you caught up at all in all the different comic books? No, I'm not. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Me neither. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard there's, to get caught up with them all. There's so <laughs> many, and I'm you know they're all the ones I read I love, but there's a lot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, so, I don't think. So, you read, was it Last Shot? Is that the one that has the different timelines? No, I don't think so. No? I don't think that's what it was called. Oh. Um, wasn't it something like Smuggler's Run or something like that? Smuggler's Run? That might be it. That sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah. Sorry, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out, because I hate when I can't remember the name of things. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. So, so, you know, so Solo and Rogue One, 
you really liked have can I say assume that you also have enjoyed episode seven and eight? Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I did. so you're looking forward to episode nine then too. I am. I how, am. How frustrating is it that we don't have like a title or trailer or anything yet? <laughs> well, I hope that there. I don't know what the. Yeah, I left um, Read Pop the end of January. I honestly don't know what Disney's planning for Star Wars Celebration, but I bet there's some really great reveals at Star Wars Celebration. I don't know what they're going to be, but I bet it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of cool panels, and I, you know, I obviously wish I could go to all of them. I just know that's not possible, um, but I'm excited to see everything that comes out of it. Um so, yeah, and so are there, in episodes, you know, seven, eight, we have Ray, Finn, Poe, Rose, you know, all the new characters, and out of those characters, who would you say is, like, one of your favorites? Mm, Poe, I think. Po? I think Poe. Mm-hmm. So yeah. You, you gotta I, watch I like Resistance, then. I hope then. we see more of him. I hope we see more of him in um, episode nine. Um, that's a good choice. I also love Poe. Um, mm-hmm. So, and you also, as I just said, you also really like Solo and Rogue One, which are two anthology movies. So mm-hmm. if you could, you know, walk into Lucasfilm right now and pitch an anthology movie about anything you want, what would it be about? Obi-Wan. 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 For sure. I think there's so many great Obi-Wan stories from the history of Obi-Wan that um, would be just so good. Is there like a specific time period you'd look for or would it like span time periods? Mm, I don't know, you know. I mean, the, the time... He's just um, the Jude Watson book did such a good time, good job with his young life, his young apprenticeship. Um, and then there's the time when he was when he was in the desert, and um, while Luke was growing up on Tatooine. I mean, that would be a good time. But I don't know. I just think you pick any time in Obi Wan's life and you make a good movie. I'd I'd be very happy to be surprised about what time in his life it would be. So are you picturing, like, a new actor, like, that it was solo, or are you picturing, like, you and McGregor? Well, if it's, like, an, if it's like a, an older Obi-Wan, then definitely, I hope it's you and McGregor. I would love to see you and McGregor do that. So, speaking not, of... Obviously not his childhood story, but, yeah, yeah. I, I would love to see you and McGregor back as Obi-Wan. Um, do you think if we got... The Obi Wan movie that maybe included Anakin, you know, obviously depending on Anakin's age, would you also like to see a Hayden Christensen back? Yeah, you know, if that's the time, if you know that's the time period, if it makes sense. Yeah, I also agree. There's lots of potential for an mm-hmm. Obi Wan movie. Um, so. So related to this, since we're getting so many uh, series, like TV series on Disney Plus, 
streaming service, if you could pitch, like, a series, what would that series be about? Mm, let's see. Well, obviously, Star Wars is a lot of... A lot of um, opportunities. I mean, like, Obi-Wan would make a great series as a character. Lando would make a great series as a character. Um... Jin Erso, when she was younger, before the events of, of Rogue One, I'd make a great um, series. Like, you could probably make a whole show of all the plays you know, with, with different droids. <laughs> <laughs> it could be like, there was that animated droids movie. Mm-hmm. It'd be something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot one could do. We just gotta hope, you know, we all have enough time to watch it all. I know. <laughs> um, so. I'm just trying to fit in rewatching Game of Thrones before season eight comes out. <laughs> oh yeah. See, I don't. I haven't watched that, but my parents both enjoy Game of Thrones. Oh, I love Game of Thrones. <laughs> and so. The uh, Game of Thrones directors are directing, I, I think, is it a series or a movie? I think it's a series. A series? Um, mm-hmm. I hope it's a series. Yeah. That'll be good. I can't remember. I know they're directing something. And so, being a fan of Game of Thrones and knowing, like, what they can do, what would you say you would maybe want their series to be about? I would really, I think they're so good at working in, like, big worlds with lots of characters and multiple characters. I would love it if they would take us somewhere, like, we haven't been. Like, if, like, the Old Republic time period, like, from, like, Knights of the Old Republic, like, that time period, or just, yeah, somewhere that's very Star Wars, but not with established characters. I think they could really do a good job with that. And Ryan, um, Ryan Johnson's uh, trilogy is supposed to be about a Star Wars we haven't really seen before. So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that? No, good. I look forward to seeing it. <laughs> um, do, you, do you anticipate probably a similar um, style to Last Jedi, or do you think he'll mix it up? Yeah, he seems capable of doing a lot of different things to me, you know. So, yeah, I, yeah it's I'm, all... I'm, I'm sure he could mix it up if he, if he had the opportunity. Yeah, it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan right now that we get to talk about it. All is, this. Yes, <laughs> it is. I know. Um, trying to think I don't I don't know what else to say um it's been so fun having you on though what are you what are you most looking what are you most looking forward to in the new Disney Star Wars world right now probably Clone Wars saved Ah, mm -hmm. because for me you know I don't remember seeing 
I mean, obviously I wasn't born yet when the originals were coming out, and I don't, I was too young to remember seeing the prequels for the first time, so seeing, like, the Clone Wars movie was the first time I remember seeing, like, Star Wars in theaters. And so, mm-hmm. and then, I, you know, I grew up with the series over the years and grew up with Ahsoka, so for me, that's, I guess it's kind of like, all of it is my Star Wars, but I feel like Clone Wars is, you know, my Star Wars especially. Yeah. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to see it get wrapped up the way it was intended to be. And it's, unless something new happens in the future, it's the last bit of George Lucas Star Wars, mm-hmm. which is, I think is cool. Yeah, that is. That's also cool you know that. <laughs> it's, um, no, I think that's, that's a good point. It's something that I really liked when I was doing Star Wars Celebrations, is you have so many different types of fans. And, and the one type that I would get a kick out of was the young kids who were dragging their parents to Star Wars Celebration because <laughs> the kids love Clone Wars. And sometimes the parents really didn't know much about Star Wars. They didn't like Star Wars. or But it was so funny <laughs> to see those kids like, yeah, we got to go to Celebration, you know, Clone Wars and Dave Filoni. <laughs> the Star Wars fans are just all different generations. It's, it's always fun to see what pulls, what brings them in. Because just like you said, everyone has their Star Wars. Yeah, it's interesting because I have um, a lot of younger cousins who are just getting into Star Wars. And so for them, their Star Wars is like Kylo Ren, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, he's their villain. Well, because we usually think, like, at least for me, when I think Star Wars villain, even though I obviously wasn't around for the originals, I just think Darth Vader. But for them, yeah, when they think yeah. Star Wars villain, they're going to think Kylo Ren because mm-hmm. those are the movies they saw. So I just think it's cool how Star Wars yeah. evolves and Binds us all together, mm-hmm. as Obi-Wan would say. That's right. And the, the year after um, The Force Awakens came out, all the, you know, the Comic-Cons I was working at, there were so many girls dressed as Rey. I thought that was wonderful. All over the world, in China and Korea and um, Austria and, you know, just so great to see. Yeah, I love... I think one of my favorite pictures, like, ever is a picture of Daisy Ridley with a little girl dressed as Rey. It just always makes me so happy because, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. it's so cool. And, um, like, I know for me, like, last year at Star Wars Celebration, I had so much fun just, like, finding, because, you know, I was in my Sabine costume and just finding another Sabine and being like, hey, we got to get a picture together. You know, double Sabine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's something, you know, it's like an instant kind of connection. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of you know the most amazing parts of Star Wars celebration, like you said, all the fans, you know, and showing what they've done with Star Wars and showing their love for Star Wars. Yeah, and sharing it with each other and like meeting new people. Yeah, it's definitely a community event. Another part that I like is the the Saber Guild fights. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because those guys are, like, insane, just flipping everywhere. And I can never do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's always mm-hmm. cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. I'm excited for Celebration this year. 
you know, I hope you get to go, but if you can't, there's always next year and the year after that. That's right. I hope you really enjoy it. I think they've got a lot of great stuff planned. Yeah, it's, you know, it's exciting. It's in a new place, which it's in a very big place, apparently. Just super cool, too. It's all very exciting. Yeah, the celebration stage is a big, big arena. That'll, that'll be exciting for sure. Um, oh, one thing I didn't ask you about, and I don't know how much you play video games, but the Jedi Fallen Order game, which we don't know very mm-hmm. much about, but, I mean, are you, do you think you're going to play it, or? You know, I used the last video game I played, which was, like, it was quite a long time ago. It was... It was after TIE Fighter. <laughs> it was pretty old. <laughs> I even used to play LucasArts back in the days of LucasArts. They had really old. This was ages ago. They had a game called Sam and Max Hit the Road about Sam and Max, the dog and rabbit detectives. <laughs> I used to play that. That's how long it's been since I played video games. <laughs> Um, but do you maybe think you'll follow the story at all if you get a chance? Yeah, I'm always interested in the in the story for sure. Because the Star Wars video games usually come with with good stories that will often connect to the rest of the universe in some way. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited because you know as much as I love Battlefront, the um, one. Th- my I don't like playing video games online because I'm not very good at them, and I die a lot. So I like to play my own, you know, story mode and campaign, which Battlefront 2 had, but it was pretty short, which still very good, mm-hmm. just kind of short because the focus mm-hmm. is on the online. So I'm excited to have a game that seems like it's going to be all single player. Mm-hmm. So good. lots of great Star Wars things coming, and, you know... His celebration is probably going to announce, maybe announce more things, but at the very least, um, get us even a hundred times more excited for all the things we already know about. Yeah, I for sure. Right, I think I think there'll be some new things there too. So, um, yeah, it'll be. It's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Not sure. Do you have anything you would like to say to the Star Wars Geek Girl audience? <laughs> well, I just I really appreciate being um, on the podcast um, with Star Wars Geek Girl, and thank you so much for you've been lovely and gracious. It's always really a lot of fun to talk to another real Star Wars fan. So that that's been great. Um, for all of you in the who are listening, who are going to go to Star Wars Celebration, it's um, there's some, there's just such exciting things that you'll be able to see. Um, and as I always encourage, like, great to see the big stuff, but be sure you see all the small, funky, wonderful stuff, too. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being on the show. I know you're very busy, so this means a lot. Well, thank you. And, um, yes, have a, have a great time at Celebration. Thank you. Um, I hope, you know you're doing all the amazing things which obviously you are and i hope you're you know having fun with 
whatever the next celebration is you decide to go to, if it's this one or another I'm, one, I'm sure I'm you'll sure have a great time. I'm sure I will. On the on um, on celebration morning, on Friday morning of celebration, I'm certainly going to be watching the live stream. Oh yeah, the live streams are always so great. As mm-hmm. as are the Star Wars. It, if uh, you might not know, but do the Star Wars show people, Andy and oh, I can't remember the name right now. I'm so bad with names today. Uh, but, you know, the Star Wars show hosts, are they going to be hosting you know, the live stream stuff again? I, I'm not going to say for sure, but I think so. Okay. I think so. Yeah. It's, <laughs> they did, I mean, they did great from what I saw of the live stream last year. They did a really great job, so. No, yeah, they are. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Yes. Thanks so much. It's been fun to talk to you. Thanks for letting me talk about Star Wars for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Really good. Anytime. Uh, Yeah. Have a good time in Chicago. Thank you. You know, it's been so fun having you on. So I've said a million times already, I think, but thank you so much for being on the show. It was great. It was a good time. I look look forward to hearing it, but not hearing myself, but hearing your show. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. All right, you take care. Yeah, you too. Okay, thanks. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. So um, that was uh, Mary Franklin, who, well, obviously, you probably just listened to it. You definitely just listened to it. Um, You you know, is head of events at Crunchyroll now, but also worked at Reed Pop and Lucasfilm, and she was gracious enough to be on the show, um, so thank you so much. Lizzie was unable to make it just because time zones, you know, all that. But thank you so much for listening. Um, I was Zoe. Um, may the force be with you, and goodbye. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I think we should talk about resistance first, since I'm now caught up. I think you... Okay, yeah, talk about that later. Um, yes, resistance. Yes. <laughs> how did you? How do you feel? I just want Tam back. <laughs> I know she'll come back. I have faith. You sure? Yeah, I think she's being manipulated. Well, yeah, and obviously. she doesn't have all the information. I think eventually she'll see the light. And hopefully, since it said they're taking her to the base, I hope hopefully it's before Starkiller base blows up, which they're coming up fast on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so hopefully it's a quick turnaround. Very quick. Extremely. Extremely quick. But, um, oh, Tam. Uh, so, I, I, I haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> now that I think about it. Uh, so in the beginning, what happens? Oh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let us look it up. And <laughs> I figured it would be fresh in your head. Um... What was it called? Um, no Escape Part 
too. I remember because Pyre said, there's no escape, and I was like, ha, that's the episode. <laughs> right, I remember, like, when I was little, I would always watch a movie, and it's like, uh, they, I always notice that they say the title of their, like, of their movie yeah. part. And I always try to tell my dad about this, but I couldn't explain it clearly. So... He didn't understand me. <laughs> I put escapese. That's my favorite word. Um, sorry. Do, do, oh, I didn't put Star Wars resist. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, there's fun facts. That's not what I wanted. Well, it starts with with the Hosnian Prime blowing up. We get, like, you know, instant replay, like, <laughs> you know? Like, just, like, refresh, like, oh, by the way, they blew yeah. up five planets, in case you forgot since last week. <laughs> um, yeah. And then him. And then Kaz is sad, but Tor is like, let's go, man, we gotta go. So. Because it's not her planets. Yeah. So she's like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go rescue Yeager and Doza. Yeah. I almost called him Tora, but that's not his name. <laughs> and, you know, they're like, hey, what's up? And Ye Kaz is like, my family's dead. And Yeager's like, oh man, that sucks. Uh, but we gotta. My, family. <laughs> my family's already dead. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> and then, um. Yeah, so Yeager's like, that sucks, man. And then they, you know, keep going, and Kaz is like, okay, let's try to get these stormtroopers and stuff out of here. And Niku's like, I have this brilliant, amazing, mm -hmm. beautiful, wonderful plan. We're gonna flush them out. Mm -hmm. And, um,. So they do that. They flush the stormtroopers into the water. Um, so lots of um, people killed by Kaz and Tora and Niku. Yeah. So, you know, Tora's already racking up her murder count. Good for her. And Starting young. Yeah. Well, she, she's older than Ezra was, so... Did Ezra kill people? Or no, just them? Did he? Because he had his... I mean... He, like... That other stormtrooper... He, like, kind of knocked some stormtroopers off, right? The thing. Kinda. I don't remember. He, like, assisted... In the murders that, like, Sabine and... Kane and Zeb committed. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. And, um... Yay! Yay! <laughs> you might hear Freddy noises, by the way, because he kept whining and barking, so I was like, okay, you're here. Right, Freddy? <laughs> I heard. <laughs> okay. And then Tora and... Or no, not Tora. Doza. Why do I keep calling him Tora? <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
Doza and Giger um, go to Doza's office where Pyre and... What's that lady's name? Um, Pyre and Murder Lady and Tam are all, like, chilling. And they're realizing that the Colossus is going to fly away. And so, like, alright, let's get out of here. And, uh, so they leave. And Doza goes to his little, like, I guess his desk. And he's like, let's tap, his tap, tap. Office. His office. He's like, you know, tapping on stuff and, you know, doing things. And Yeager's like, alright, I gotta go get Tam because they're going to take her away. Must get Tam. <laughs> yes. And, um, so he goes, and then Yeager, like, calls Kaz, and he's like, hey, help me get Tam. And Kaz is like, okay. So they go, and just as they're boarding the ship, and Yeager and Kaz are like, hey, come on, come back, Tam. And the murder lady is like, no, Tam, don't listen to them. And Tam <laughs> is all like, you lied to me, you were a father to me. That was sad. I felt bad for Tam. Yeah. Um, but then, and then they start shooting at each other and stuff. And eventually Tam picks the murder lady. And, you know, Yeager's sad. And mm-hmm. Kaz is sad. Niku never expresses any emotion about Tam, I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even mention it. Huh. No, I think... I don't know. I'm sure he's sad. I'm sure he's sad. I just realized he never even, like, said anything. He's like, I miss Tam or anything. He's like, whatever. Tam's doing her thing. Yeah. All right. All right, Niku. Um, anyway. Then they start to... Is that my home phone ringing? Who calls home phones anymore? Anyway, um, so, Tam, or no, wait, hold on, no, okay, so they're bringing the Colossus into the sky, and there's a bunch of TIE fighters, and so the aces all fight, go in their ships and fight them, and Yeager and Kaz, and it's like space battle, well, that's air battle, because it's not in space. It's all like, pew pew, pew pew. Hi, Freddy. <laughs> and then the pirates show up. Good. Okay. The pirates show up, and it's all, you know, Sonara's like. I guess Sonara's kind of like in charge now, cause she was telling him what to do. Yeah, she might like. So I'm good. Not sure. Maybe she's just like, well, I know these people. Yeah. So. so I mean, good for Sonara, you know, getting those promotions. Yeah. Um. And so. You know, and then a star destroyer shows up. And Doza's like, ah, crap. I know what those are. (laughs) And he probably used to live on one for a while. And then, um, you know, everything's like pew pew. And Yeager calls Kaz a good pilot and doesn't realize Kaz can hear him. And Kaz is like, thanks, Yeager. And it's, you know, it's all sweet. And, um, and then, what is your problem, dog? And then, um, I think I hear my dog. (laughs) 
moving around. And then everyone docks back in on the <laughs> on the Colossus. Even the pirates like just come. Oh, and Anzi and Hype show up in their little transport. They come back. Yeah, they come back. Everything's great. And then they go, and Kaz is like, "Niku, take us to Dequar." And Niku's like, "Okay." Um, but then it turns out Niku didn't enter in the coordinates correctly. So who knows How where they're going? <laughs> It's not even like he did, he just didn't put the full credit like coordinates like why yeah would or he not didn't do that <laughs> well because Cass was rushing him a little bit but like <sighs> see Freddie gets it <laughs> of course he does it's Freddie he knows the secrets of the universe <laughs> in pug noises um so you know so it ends with. Uh, Kaz's family's dead, Tam's with the First Order, and we have no idea where they're going. Nope. <laughs> so. Uh, you, well, like, at this point, where do you think, if they do end up somewhere, like, what time would that be? Where, where in the timeline is this? I mean, I feel like season two can't jump too far, timeline-wise. No. Because if they're taking... And I guess I'm assuming First Order probably has more bases, but um, Murder Lady just said back to base. I'm assuming that's Starkiller base, because that's, you know, their biggest base. So, I'm gonna assume Starkiller. And mm. so they can't... I mean, they could, I guess, but I feel like it's unlikely... That they'll jump way in the future and be like, oh yeah, uh, Starkiller base blew up. Then, you know, mm -hmm. like, I feel like that has to happen, you know, so we know, like, where Tam is when that happens and all that stuff. So, I don't, because Niku said they're either going to be right next to Dequar or light years away. And I'm just going to guess it's light years away. <laughs> Probably. Because that's the luck that Star Wars protagonists tend to have. <laughs> There's this tiny part of me that's like, they're gonna find Ezra and Thrawn. Uh, but we'll see. You know? I don't know. What are your thoughts? I really... It was really sad when Yutam, like, left. Because I thought she would be with I thought she was going to go with, um, Yeager, but then she was like, you were like a father to me. And then she ran away. I just, I think throughout the whole season, we kind of see Tam grow a resentment for Kaz. Because, like, because as the audience, knowing that he's like, you know, resistance we're kind of like, like, when things happen, we're like, oh, well, it's just because he's a spy, you know? That's just what how it's got to be. But Tam mm -hmm. doesn't know that, so, like, to her, it probably really seems like Yeager's always favoring this new guy over her. And so I think there's, like, that resentment that built up, and then the First Order came and, like, exploited that. Mm -hmm. So I just feel really bad for her. And I want her to come back. 
Freddy is licking the air. That's what you do. So yeah. I can hear him. Like <laughs> his breath stink. You got dog breath. Um so yeah. Yeah. I was sad. I cried, but <laughs> I loved when Kaz was like, We're the resistance now. I'm like, Oh, you guys are the resistance. I mean part of it, like they're still alive, but yeah. Yeah, I'm um, Go ahead. Oh, I just want to say I'm excited for season two because this could go in a million directions and it's super cool. And I'm excited. That's all. <laughs> yeah, um I was gonna say something and then I had a big yawn. Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> like what if they so what if they do get like close to the resistance base but at that time like the first order is like blowing it all up maybe but then if they could show up maybe in the middle of the star killer battle and they'll be like oh oh that's going on yeah and then they'd have to fight and yeah. then the station's useful but then wouldn't we have seen the Colossus during the Starkiller battle? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just want Tam to be okay. Yeah, I I hope she comes back, and I hope it's not a reverse Calix Callus. Calix? Calix <laughs> effect. That's just combining his last name and his first name. Calix. <laughs> just shipping him with himself. Makes sense. <laughs> Deserves it. Um, also, wait, is that... Also, I just realized, is in that picture, is that... Those, is that Tora's droid, do you think? I mean, probably, right? It has the five on... It's, she's, it's all blue. And it has orange, and it has fives on it. What picture? Uh, I guess I'll send it to you. <laughs> you can't just... Oh, well, in the, like, in the last shot where they're all looking out at the hyperspace thing. You'll have to refresh my memory a little bit. Because there's a lot of people in that shot. <laughs> I think Freddy could be a droid. Right, Fred? You're too stupid. No. Freddy is a dumb dog. He's very dumb. No, he's not. How this, dare you? He walks into abuse. walls. I walk into walls. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> <laughs> See if I can copy and paste it. Probably not. Nope, that's not it. Okay. Thank you for sending me image result for no escape <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Image result for No Escape Part 2, Hyperspace Star Wars. Okay. You know you can send, like, the picture and not the link to the Google search? <laughs> um, 
That looks like it would be Taurus droid. I see the droid you're looking at. It's like the blue and has like the orange stripes. It has fives the... on it. Yeah, that looks like it would be Taurus droid. I don't think it matches anyone else. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but it looks like they all have their own little droid. Yeah, I mean oh, that makes guess... sense since they all have their own little ships. Yeah, but I guess I've never seen their droid, so I was like, wow, they have droids. You'd think, um, you think Tor would have a ball droid. Yeah. Because, like, like, Yeager having Bucket makes sense, because Yeager's old and Bucket's old. And, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but Tora's child. I don't know. I mean, she just, you know, like, old, like, rebel stuff, so. Or, you yeah. know, maybe it's, like, a repainted Imperial droid that her dad had when he was in the Empire. Wow. Hmm. It looks like... <laughs> It looks like my camera. My, my phone. <laughs> my, the camera on my phone. Um, but the other guy has a rolly, and it's yellow and white. It looks almost like it's gold. And then there's one in the back. I can't tell if that's like a mixture of both, like, the, the top. Okay, so the head is like half off. Like... And I can't say BB. Like, CB-23s? Yeah. But I can't see the body. But it's red. It's, like, partly red. So I don't know if that's the other girl. Um, it probably is. Yeah. I don't know. Brady, do you think it's her droid? Okay. Pug noise. <laughs> <laughs> Pug um, noise is in agreement. Yeah, see, so yeah, it's resistance. I'm excited for season two. You know, hopefully yeah. we'll get some cool stuff at the panel. At celebration. Are you going to the panel? Okay, so the for the panels this time, you put in for a lottery. There's no like lines or anything. Yeah. You, so I'm gonna hope you know try hope like apply or whatever for the panel uh but we'll we'll see hopefully i'll get it you know yeah very squishy face <laughs> um yeah um so that's resistance yes And then, mm -hmm. okay. What's the other thing? Yeah. The Kahoot. Yeah, so you, you sent me the Kahoot. I did. Zoe has made a Kahoot. I made a Kahoot. Sabine. It's all about Sabine. Every question is, is Sabine. It's yeah, honestly, so <laughs> it's like, it's not particularly hard questions because I, you know, came up with all the questions like off the top of my head. It's all just stuff I knew already. So Lizzie will probably know it all too. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's fifty questions all about Sabine. Anyone that's made a Sabine costume will actually probably get it because a lot of it's like different paint jobs and stuff. Steel Saunders not will not steel. get it. <laughs> but the rest yeah, of us. Yeah, you the link, but it said like it let me edit it, so I'm not gonna. It touch lets you it. edit it. Yeah. So I didn't do anything. 
that's, that's weird to... though cuz i'm on yeah. i'm not logged into my kahoot right now and i'm on the same link and it doesn't let me edit it so oh. i don't know did you well, make a copy and edit it maybe cuz i know you could do that in kahoot i don't know what i did <laughs> <laughs> so just um i have kahoot on my phone so I can enter a pin if you has a pin. Um, yeah. We how will you be able to see the question though? Mm. If I have the oh, if I think you'd have to play it on your computer and your phone. Put your phone in for the pin. Right, ready? Noise. Yeah. Okay. Uh, don't know how to do this. Okay, so do you have the link pulled up on the computer? Yes. Okay, so you can click play as guest, or are you logged into Kahoot on there? No, but I can quickly do it. I mean, you don't have to log in, you can just click play as guest. I am entering. Um, I have a story while I do this. Okay. Uh, so today, uh, we went, my dad and I went to WonderCon to pick up badges, and today's the first day of WonderCon. So everyone's there. And my dad was, like, getting us around quickly, and we got to a dead end when we were going back to the car after we got tickets. (laughs) And I, um, I, like, (laughs) we had to, like, climb the, uh, what's it called? Ah, I can't. Can't? I'm podcasting! Um, a fence. But it was, like, oh, it was right by... The, the hotel that you you and your dad's you and your family stayed in and uh, there was like a fence there but I couldn't really jump over and my dad's like no it's fine just jump over and I'm like and he jumped over and I was like uh you know I um I don't think I can cause like it wasn't a fence fence where it was like low it was like a wall fence so he was like, just just pull yourself up and then jump over. I'm like, um, I, I, I don't know if I can do this. And so I, like, was able to get up on there and sit on top of it. But I couldn't get down. <laughs> it wasn't even that high up. But I, like, I was like, okay, I'm just going to jump. And if I get hurt, I get hurt. It's fine. <laughs> there are rocks down there. It's fine. <laughs> so I jumped down and I didn't realize that I jumped down and while I did that I my arm was still holding on to the fence. Oh no. 
So, like, I jumped down so awkwardly and lost my balance and still had my arm on the fence. And, yeah, that was... That was fun. <sighs> anyway, I'm on. <laughs> and, oh, when we were walking back after that, a person that was, like, I guess he was painting the streets, and he he looked back at us, he was like, nice jump. Like, Shut up. <laughs> Good job, Lizzie. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> nice jump. So, I can't have... I have to have the hoot music. You have to? Apparently. Because I can't... If I turn down the music, then I turn down you, volume, on you. Oh, okay. That's alright. Kahoot is always better with music. Do you want the pin? I mean, I won't be able to see the questions. Ah, okay, I don't know. And I made it, so I feel like it wouldn't be fair. (laughs) Fine. Okay. Fine. (laughs) But I can- I have the list of questions up. I can follow along. As you go. Uh, what season is this? That is obviously season two. (laughs) Because it's got the turquoise hair. And... The amazing shoulders. Um... And I am in the lead. <laughs> what season and is it? FYI to anyone, you can there's a link to this on the Star Wars Geek Girl Twitter. So you can play either by yourself or, you know, with friends. Season four. Got it. Because she had brown hair. <laughs> uh season. Season one. Okay, this is the Sabine with white hair and Purple tips. I just want this is season three. <laughs> Said that aggressively. <laughs> because I was trying to describe it for people and then <laughs> Season uh, three. This is her with orange and blue hair. I wonder what it is. <laughs> it's the last one left, so season one. What color is Sabine's hair in the epilogue? Ooh, this is so hard! <laughs> Purple. Freddy, you're licking nothing. <laughs> what is on Sabine's left shoulder in season one? It's a Anuba. Beautiful. I feel scared I'm gonna get too cocky and then I'm gonna get <laughs> wrong. What is on Sabine's left shoulder in season two? It is. If fear not. It was, for the ones, the questions of the left shoulder bell, it was hard to find a picture without the left shoulder bell visible. (laughs) The one time you don't want shoulder references. I know. (laughs) What is on Sabine's left shoulder bell in season three? It is A. I was going to say fear not. See, you're getting cocky, just like you said. I know, but I didn't click on it. I clicked on Comfort. We played this I with my mom it. the other day, and when the first question came up, and it was like, it's Anuba, Convor, Fear Knock, my mom went, those are not real words. <laughs> my answer streak. Anyway. 
in the lead. What is on Sabine's left shoulder balance he's in for? Ha! Trick question! Uh, <laughs> <Convert>. <laughs> um, what is on Sabine's left shoulder about? In the epilogue! That is a space whale. A blurk. Crynon? Yeah, the, um, the crick, the, the spider thingies on, um, chopper base. Oh, and I the see. blurgs are what they ride on Ryloth. And there's Pergil, uh, and I forget what the other answer is. I think it was a Lothcat. Lothwolf. Lothwolf. Next. Does Sabine have a five on her right shoulder in season one? <gasps> no. <laughs> that says season one, right? Yes, it does. Good. Because <laughs> you showed a season two, and I was exactly. like, Exactly. Ah, They're ah, throw you off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next okay question 12 of 50 oh god Green's <laughs> right. oh god I didn't read the question right shoulder belt and epilogue you can sort of um, see it in that like picture I and I hate that, it but I think it's a rebel alliance look pretty sure 10 out of 10 or wait I don't know now <laughs> I don't know this one <laughs> I was right Rebel Alliance. Yep. Um, next, what color is Sabine's Lothal? Lothal, Lothal, disguise. Um, oh, you picked a picture that did not have. <laughs> I don't remember, actually. You don't remember? No. Something boring. Brown? Okay, I'm not telling you. No. <laughs> Orange. Okay. I don't remember that. I'm gonna. Okay, right now I'm gonna look it up because I don't remember. <laughs> I think I have a picture of it. Actually, the very the cover picture has a picture of it. Okay, I think I have a picture of it later too. Maybe. Might not. I don't know. I'm look. Cause I, I. I do not have I a pay picture attention of it to it because it wasn't the greatest. Yeah, I don't like it very much either. Well, I still want it. That's... But I, it's I didn't love it. Right, yeah. Freddy. I <laughs> I looked I looked it up and there's like an like an anime character X Ezra. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> the interesting things you'll find on Google. <laughs> Let's see. I don't see it. Did you look up Sabine Lothal disguise? Um, or maybe look up Sabine. Yeah, it's the very first thing that comes up when you look up Sabine Lothal disguise. Oh, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know what though, better than Caden and Zebs. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> anyway, I was wrong on that. You got one wrong. What color did Sabine Wren paint her jetpack? Ooh, and you put a not colored. <laughs> it's. Which helmet is this? Ooh. Tis season one, my dude. <laughs> it is very boring. Now that I think about it, 
It doesn't have the same, like, I just realized, because the other ones all have, like, two colors on the dome. Mm-hmm. And that one, I, like, just realized it doesn't. Which home is this? I'm going to try to describe it instead of just... <laughs> <laughs> um, this one has, like, a red-orange top with more purple on it and more wings, which would be season three? Yeah, yeah. Yellow. Is that the next one? <laughs> next question. <laughs> Which helmet is this? This one is red, purple on top with the orange and the wings, but I think all of them have wings. Yeah. Oh, Freddy. Bless your soul, Freddy. <laughs> what helmet is this? So. This one has a purple top with, uh, with yellow. I love what I'm saying, obviously, with when, like, with normal people, they'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> normal people. Normal people. Oh, I can't see this picture very well. Yeah, it's, uh, a lo- it's the best quality picture I could find. Um, but it is gray with white, and it looks cool at the <laughs> They're <laughs> what is Sabine's call sign? What? Oh. <laughs> uh. I better not get this wrong. Lizzie. You bet- I know. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. If you got that wrong, I might have. I don't know. I would have thrown <laughs> Freddy at you. I know. When she, she has a five on her first armor. introduced, what was the tagline? Um, starts. Right? Yes? Yes. <laughs> the other answer is graffiti tagger, Mandalorian rebel, dynamic painter. Was, I did not like coming up with this. It was difficult. <laughs> What's this, a Kahoot? Yeah, Lizzie's when playing Kahoot. She got one wrong. Who's she playing with? with? She's uh, playing with play. herself. Oh well. She got this one wrong. Which one? Uh, what well, color the thought is? Which one is Those ones look like the ones that. It means it's a good disguise uh, if you can't remember. Mm-hmm. Mega Man. Dave. Mega Man. <laughs> he does look like Mega Man. <laughs> That's what he looks like. <laughs> when did Sabine wield yield wield the dark saber? Um. Season, season three and four, right? I, I can't tell you that, Lizzie. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're just giving people the answers right now. So you know what? If you're listening to this, you're getting the answers. So, you so know, you can it, impress your friends right. with your Sabine knowledge. Yes. <laughs> In what episode does Sabine change from her season three look to her season four? What is that? Like, what episode is the first one out of season oh, four? Oh, episode. I don't remember. I do. Of course you do. <laughs> I don't think it's... Huh. It's not the episode in the screenshot. I put Heroes of Mandalore. So I don't know that one. Occupation. That's what it was. Because Heroes of Mandalore, she still had season three, because that's when we saw it. Yeah, I don't know. Celebration. When did Sabine's shirt change from short 
Sleeves to long sleeves. That was awesome. I was so glad, man. <laughs> I mean, Sabine, it's still cold in the winter to wear Sabine, but I got, like, sleeves now. Uh, it's not two. Three? It is two. Okay, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't click on it. I, I wasn't there on time, but it's season two. Next. <laughs> when did Sabine's sleeves get gray panels on them? I was pretty sure. Like, 90% sure. <laughs> 90%. When did Sabine's pants change from brown to tan, brown tan to black red? Um, I'm pretty sure that was, that was season four? Yeah. Yes. Yes? You saw? Yes, Lizzie, you wear this, or... I don't wear them, that's the thing. I know. I mean, you wear the one without them. The yeah. one of the ones. Yeah. Season four. When did Sabine first get her jetpack? Uh, episodes? Oh. Not episodes, I wasn't that mean. Season three. Which season's look did Sabine wear during season Siege of Lothal was between seasons one and two. Okay. So. So I just eliminated two of the answers for you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> What look was the first one to have full shin armor? Did I really like shin armor? <laughs> what season did Sabine first have fingerless gloves? <gasps> three! <laughs> so I really like those oh, two. A lot of these are three. A lot of <laughs> like, the when did it change? Season? Three. Which of the following seasons does Sabine work on? Um, are we talking like gauntlet? Like all gauntlets. Like, any gauntlets. Well, all of them. Yeah. It's a trick question. I know, but I was like, I can't. <laughs> I thought, like, she wears them more in season two. I don't know. Next. When does Sabine's hairstyle, not just color, first change? Trace? Three. <laughs> Which is the following type of imperial has Sabine disguised herself? The best kind. And biker scout. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What color does Sabine have on her season three look that Steel Saunders didn't know was the color? <laughs> Periwinkle. Looks like all of those, that picture that you put, looks like they're so disappointed. Um, I think, wasn't, were they talking, who were they talking to in that? That was the, like, first episode of season three. I think, was it Hondo? I'm Probably Hondo. I think it was so, I think so. Because I know they don't like him, but Ezra does. Yeah. What color is the pistol that Sabine typically uses? Uh, I can't see. 
on. Oh, I don't know. Crap. Uh, right hand, right hand, right hand, right hand. Blue. Nope. Yellow. Okay. I get these mixed up. See, I'm very particular that I have my pistol in my my right pistols in my right correct hands. And so, like, if I if I hand like someone my pistols for a picture and they give them to me and put them in the wrong hands, got very annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no, this is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking opposite, but also I don't. I'm not very sure. Um. Where on her armor is Sabine's starboard located in every look? Except for the epilogue. Wait, what? Where what did mean? she put her starboard? Oh, on her chest? Yeah. But where? Oh. Oh, on, on which one? Is that her left or her right? It's her. Yeah. Her left or her right. Okay. So, so just picture yourself putting it on. Yeah, her left. <laughs> Which of Sabine's neck pads usually has a thick strip? Uh, that's the opposite. I, ha- I had to reveal my costume. I know. That's what I did when I was making this. I was like, oh, right. Pretty sure it's the right? I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, markings above her helmet, visor, match one. Uh, uh, and confused. <laughs> like, what did they represent or match or whatever? Uh, what look does Sabine have in the book of her name? What do you mean? Like, which season is she wearing in that painting? Oh, well, that would be... What? Two? What? In the one in her room, it's season two. The painting is in season three, but we've seen a couple. We've seen her a couple of times in her room. No, the but the painting that she has, like the picture of the whole ghost crew together, is in her room. That yeah, she's wearing we saw season, that season three. That's that, you saw it in season three, but she has in the painting she has season two. Since season two, no, it the 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 she has the hair and armor from season two in that painting. Even though you see the painting in season oh. three. I thought you meant like when. I, okay. Okay. <laughs> see, Freddy gets me. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> what look does Sabine have in the mural shown in in that block season? Well, I was looking at that epilogue painting, and she has straps on her holsters. What look does Sabine have in her Disney Infinity figure? Two. Which of the following of Sabine's looks have appeared in Force of Destiny shorts? Oh, the Force of Destiny, like how how her armor is, it messes me up. Yeah, I know, but uh, two. Pay attention to the hair. Yeah. 
What uh what loot does Sabine have in her forces destiny dawn? Two. I wish they had their third. The third season. I know. Yeah. I would, although, because the season two doll hair is, like, not right. Like, the hairstyle isn't. So I, I just wonder how their hairstyle would be for the doll of season three. Yeah. Which of Sabine's looks have had figures made of them? I put season one in, but both season one and two were correct answers. Uh, what look does Sabine have in her Black Series figure? Uh, is that season... No, it's not season three. It's season one. Have it. It's terrible. <laughs> well, I leave the helmet on. What look does Sabine have in her Funko Pop figures? All of them, right? Or no? Is it all? Did I There's have only two uh, Sabine Pops. One helmet on, one helmet off. Yeah. So then, I think it's... Two. It was two. Rip. <laughs> Last two questions. Does Sabine like sand? <laughs> um, this was because I wanted an even 50, the last two, because I wanted an even 50, but I was running out of ideas. It scratches her paint. Duh. <laughs> the last two questions is because I was running out of ideas, but still Who's wanted an even 50. Who's the best Mandalorian? Huh. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, either Triangle, Sabine Wren, uh, you know, the other shapes, Sabine Wren, Sabine Wren, Sabine Wren. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I think I'm going to get this wrong. And I got it right. Amazing. Wouldn't and apparently a... the other three people who aren't here got it right, too. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a jerk move if I only made, like, one of them right, though? <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Um, and the answers change, so it's not like the person could be like, oh, okay, this time I it's, know. it's the triangle again. No. <laughs> yeah, I win. I got 44,069 so, points. Did you only get that one wrong? I got, apparently got seven wrong. You got seven wrong. I think they're all like ones that I was confused about. Yeah. But. Yeah was amazing. Amazing. I did make another Kahoot, which we, I don't think we have time to play now, but it's 12 questions and it's putting Rebels episodes in the correct order. No. <laughs> I also messed up on the episode ones. <laughs> There's only one episode one. There was, I thought there was two. No, there's one. It was, what episode did she first get her season four <laughs> outfit. You've got a review. Oh. Great. It's a five-star review. Thank you. Freddie also thanks you. Right, Freddie? <laughs> Hug noise. <laughs> <laughs> yes was very good. I need to think of other things to make... We need to make other cahoots. Well, well, what happened was, like, I had to make a cahoot for a class presentation, and then I was like, oh my gosh, making cahoots is so fun. So I just made Sabine 
and then Rebels episodes. It's a good time. <laughs> yes. Alright, well, I have to go make Axel some spam subi. Like, quickly. You need now. to feed your brother. I do, because he'll be off with friends and he'll be so happy out in the wilderness. Sounds like a fun time. So, I'll let you yes. feed him. Um, so, um, I was Zoe. I was Lizzie. And he was Freddy. Okay. Um, thank you for listening to Star Wars Geek Girl. May the Force be with you, and goodbye. Goodbye. Star Wars Geek Girls They're geek girls that like Star Wars And sometimes cry Coming soon to a galaxy far, far away Well, maybe, maybe not that far Excuse me what are you doing? Uh, the new voiceover work for the Geek Bros? Absolutely not. But it's a special announcement! I can handle it. In a galaxy far, far away, join Vibe, Darth Flex, and Garbanzo on the Star Wars Celebration podcast stage for a special panel discussion. You didn't tell them it's on Friday, April 12th at 1 p.m. I'm getting to that. Sorry. Streaming Friday, April 12th at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Then at 7 p.m. Saturday, April 13th, the fun continues at the Hyatt Regency Arc Bars Podcast Meetup. What about Joe Taro, the stallion? Who? Keeping up with the Geek Bros, live from Star Wars Celebration Chicago 2019. Geeking out still sounds this good. Ooh, I like that. I know you would. Vibe Revelation Studios. The cure for your common day. VibeRevStudios.com All team, give it everything you got! It's time to fangirl flail with fangirls going rogue. Count me in. I don't think there's anything more important in the Star Wars universe than the fans. News, discussion, and commentary from the female point of view. You call this a diplomatic solution? No, I call it aggressive negotiations. With your hosts, Teresa Delgado, Trisha Barr, and Sarah Woloski. Boy, am I glad to hear your voice. Strap in, because this is where the fun begins. I like the sound of it. It's time to party like a yub cub with fangirls going rogue. How fun that Star Wars celebration is in Chicago, and we call our listeners the yub cubs. I'm Teresa Delgado from Fangirls Going Rogue, and I'm delighted to co-host this podcast with my absolute best fangirl friends, Trisha Barr and Sarah Woloski. And I'm also really excited to say, go yub cubs, go! And it works for both our shows and the Chicago Cubs. Sarah, what's going on for Star Wars Celebrations Chicago? 
Oh, okay. Well, like we like to do on our show, we have discussions from the female point of view. So it's our mission to highlight women working in TV and film, books and art. So on the podcast stage, we plan to have a special guest or two, but we don't want to announce them yet because we want it to be a fun surprise. And you'll only find out who they are if you come to our podcast stage. We will also have Go Yub Cubs Go buttons for everyone, as well as a few giveaways. And you can bet we'll do a massive fangirl flail. Hey, should we do one right now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, ready? ready? Fangirl flail! (laughs) So join us Saturday, April 13th at 5 p.m. on the podcast stage at Star Wars Celebration Chicago. You can also find us and our episodes on fangirlsgoingrogue.com and at fggoingrogue on Twitter and Instagram. To give you an idea of our guest and what we like to talk about, one of our most recent episodes features Kat Tabor, the voice of Padme on The Clone Wars. And if you search more in our feed, you can also find our interview with Dave Filoni himself. (gasps) And yes, we were all fangirling before we got to chat with him that day. We were all giddy. All right, but now it's time to fangirl flail with all of you on Saturday of Star Wars Celebration Chicago. So, da 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 da. Go, go young cubs, cubs, go! Hey, Star Wars fans, this is Devin Cleffer, host of the Unmistakably Star Wars podcast, inviting you to join us on the pod stage at Star Wars Celebration Chicago on Saturday, April 13th at high noon. In addition to some great conversations, we'll be looking for some members of the audience to win some cool prizes, and we'll even have some exclusive art from licensed Disney artists to give away to the first 50 who are in attendance that day. Once again, that's the Unmistakably Star Wars podcast, Saturday at high noon on the pod stage at Celebration Chicago. We'll see you there. And until then, may the Force be with you. Your passion, your dedication, and your love of Star Wars, you guys have no idea how that inspires us every single day. Hi, this is your friendly neighbourhood podcast stage host Mark Newbold from Making Tracks. We do interviews, event coverage, uh, we're a couple of old fans discussing the latest news and some vintage memories. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Android, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, iHeartRadio and Spreaker. You can find us on sports makers such as Amazon Alexa, Apple HomePod, Google Home and Sonos. We're also available in your car with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto on your gaming console and television. And of course, you can find us at Panthertracks TV on YouTube or the Panthertracks app. For the details on how to listen in and subscribe, check out our dedicated page for Panthertracks Radio. The show is hosted by myself, Mark Newbold, and Dave, Dave Tree. Dave is the guy that puts on Panther Day and also this from the Vintage Convention. We're on the podcast stage on Sunday the 14th of April at 4 o'clock, so be there or be somewhere else. You can contact any of our shows by emailing radio at fantatracks.com or comment on our social media on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest or Tumblr and they're all at Fantatracks.
Hello, everybody. This is Dave and Casey, and we are hosts of Inside the Force, a weekly Star Wars podcast where we dive into thousands of holocrons and bring you the insights and knowledge of all things Star Wars. That's right. In April 13th, which is a Saturday at 4 o'clock, we will be doing our show live at Celebration on the podcast stage. So be sure to come and drop by and say hey and, and uh, watch us do our show. We'll be talking about everything that's happened uh, thus far at the, the Celebration weekend. Uh, we'll talk about Episode 9. We'll talk about Galaxy's Edge and Fallen Order and any other exciting news that we'll be dropping. Plus, we'll be giving out a lot of stuff uh, at our show. So please come check us out. Uh, if you need us, you can find us weekly at InsideTheForce.com, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at InsideTheForce. Also, you can subscribe to our podcast on all your best favorite platforms, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Spotify, among others. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll hope to see you at Celebration. For Casey. Goodbye, everybody. I'm Dave. May the Force be with you. This is General Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I sense... Tarkin's top shelf may just be on the light side. I don't know about Tarkin himself, but this is a top shelf show indeed. Join Tarkin's top shelf as we discuss... The magic on screen. Mixed with the pages of bookbinding imagery. And contemplate possible story spawning in Star Wars. Star Wars Geek Girls They're geek girls that like stars sometimes hey um this is star wars geek girl um it's a podcast where we cover the news and events around star wars our opinions on it and just basically what we think about what's going on in the star wars world Uh, you can find us on itunes and soundcloud and the hosts are me zoe hinton and my best friend lizzie perales who we both uh connect by both having costumes of sabine wren from star wars rebels uh i'll be on stage on the podcast stage um, Friday um, from 5 to 5.45, and I'll be joined by Shay from the Elven Padawan podcast, which is a podcast about Star Wars, um, Lord of the Rings, and pretty much anything else Shay likes. Uh, so you can find our social media. You, know, you can find us on Twitter, at SWGeekGirl. You can find us on uh, Facebook, at Star Wars Geek Girl. And I think that's it. So, yeah, thank you. Star Wars Geek Girls They're geek girls that like Star Wars And sometimes cry Hello everybody, we're the Lords of the Sith, my name is Lee And my name is Denise and we're super excited to be at the podcast stage at Celebration and hope to meet many of you there Yes, definitely Well, we want to tell you a little bit about us We are a Raylo podcast, we focus a lot on romance and Star Wars We're also very interested in psychology We have a series where we discuss the psychology behind the characterization of our Star Wars favorites And we also talk about topics of women in the fandom If you want to know more about us, you can look us up on YouTube Type in Lords of the Sith podcast our channel will pop up and it has all of the links to our social media accounts and all of our episodes are available in video format on YouTube and also in audio only format on iTunes and SoundCloud. 
So we're gonna be on the podcast stage on Monday, April 15th at 3 o'clock. We're the last podcast and we wanna see who's gonna be there, who's gonna be the last people standing. So Hopefully not just crickets there. <laughs> no, maybe. It's like a game, last man standing. <laughs> and our friend Monty is gonna be there with us. Hello, everybody. We're gonna be talking about romance as a key component in the Star Wars saga in terms of storytelling. Oh my god, romance! In a franchise based on fairy tales? What? How unexpected. We hope to see you there. And again, if you want to know more about us, YouTube Lords of the Sith podcast. See ya! <laughs> Are you ready? Up to Neverland! Here we go! A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. To all who come to this happy place, Welcome. Disneyland is your land. This is Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi, and you are skywalking through Neverland. I have a good feeling about this. Hey, everybody. This is Richard. And this is Sarah. And we are Skywalking, skywalking Through Neverland. Neverland. We are your weekly destination for the past and present of Star Wars, Disney, and Marvel fandom. And on Friday, April 12th at 4 p.m., we want to invite everyone to our interactive fandom adventure three held on the podcast stage. And we're going to have a great discussion about the title and trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine, uh. which we will all have seen that morning. We're also going to have swag, giveaways, games, and prizes. And then the lead singer of the band F105, he's going to debut his brand new song all about the positivity of fandom. This will be a packed 45 minutes. I don't know how we're going to do this all in 45 minutes. Oh, my gosh. We may have to go 48. <laughs> 48 minutes? Will yes. they let us do that? I don't know. You know what? You sweet talk Mark Newbold. Okay. I'll, I'll try to do that. All right. So, everyone, join us once again Friday, April 12th at 4 p.m. And always remember... Never land on Alderaan. Some imagination, huh? Hey everyone, welcome to the Canon Cantina. I'm your host, Mike. And I'm your host, Jesse. And we want to invite you to hang out with us at the podcast stage at Star Wars Celebration. The Canon Cantina is a weekly show centered around the journey of Luke Skywalker, explored through current canon sources and legend stories. Our ultimate hope is that by exploring Luke Skywalker, the heart of the Star Wars story, we can reconcile different perspectives in the fan community. Each week we analyze a new Luke source and discuss his development as a hero, how Legends Luke might be different than Disney era Luke, and if these sources match up with Luke we see on screen in the sequel trilogy. We're on the podcast stage on Saturday, April 13th at 2pm and we'd love for you to join us. We're going to talk about Episode 9, uh, Galaxy's Edge. We'll be running over from that uh, panel on Saturday to do our own show, other celebration news, and uh, celebrate our favorite Luke Skywalker moments together. That's right, and we'll also have some exclusive swag that you can only get by seeing us on the podcast stage. Come talk Luke Skywalker with us and have a chance to share your favorite Luke Skywalker moment. Uh, we hope you'll join us in the Canon Cantina on Saturday, April 13th at 2 p.m. on the Star Wars Celebration podcast stage. You can find the Canon Cantina on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you find podcasts. The show is streamed live on Monday nights 
at twitch.tv slash the Canon Cantina. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at the Canon Cantina. And all of this is at one place at thecanoncantina.com. We hope to see you all at Star Wars Celebration uh, on April 13th. Cheers, everybody. May the Force be with you. 